right. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I, I bet that worked. I think that works. I think that works. Okay, so, uh, hi, everyone. Um, this is, uh, once again, a little bit different because it's just me today. Ghostbody, Zach, how's it going? Um, and I am joined here by one of my dear friends, actually. Aww. H, aka Peach, <laughs> aka Coyote Father, aka 15 other names <laughs> that they've had over the time span of me knowing them. <laughs> That's the queer experience, baby. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, figure out just like keep poking keep poking and figure out when that kind of works uh yeah honestly um and then like you know it's it's always changing um maybe one day it'll settle down but who can say i will keep my expectations low for that (laughs) that's extremely fair and probably wise (laughs) all right h uh go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience here on beetlecast hello beetlecast uh, like Ghost said, my name is H, among many others. Um, I don't really have any online projects I'm working on or any socials I want to promote, so I guess I'll probably be more of a, a casual guest. Um, I, I share a lot of hobbies with Ghost. I like gaming. Um, I like attending streams. I don't stream myself. Um, yeah. Yet, <laughs> maybe one day, uh, and uh, yeah, you know, art, movies, etc. So, speaking of art, since we do have a very art-centric audience, um, what type of art, what type of mediums do you tend to work in? Oh, um, well, let's see. I, I'm in kind of a weird spot right now where it feels very much like. Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Um, uh, I recently moved away from sort of like my hometown, my home area. And so a lot of the like physical in-studio spaces for some of the more intensive stuff I like to do, like sculpture, ceramics, pottery, um, that's kind of been a hard reset. Um, so, and plus like moving in the middle of a, of a pandemic makes everything harder. Oh, God. So yeah, um, lately I've been doing a little more work with like stamp carving. Um, I did some charcoal drawing a while back, uh, but honestly, not much. <laughs> okay, um, like stamp carving though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, there's there's a couple different sort of mediums you can carve into to make stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the the traditional one is like kind of the pink rubber stamp you're probably thinking of. Um, you can also make prints out of like linoleum blocks. If you're super hardcore, you can do, uh, I guess it's lithography where you actually like etch these huge uh, chunks of stone with acid to make prints. Um, uh, yeah, that was offered in college, but I never took it because I was deathly afraid of the rocks. Um, wait, deathly, wait, deathly afraid of the rocks? Yeah, you know those things are expensive. And, like, I, all I could yeah. see is, like, me, like, fumbling somebody else's, you know? And then, like, in slow motion, it just tumbles out of my grasp, shatters both my foot, somebody else's foot. The thing itself breaks into a million pieces. You know, I'm just... I would much rather weld. <laughs> How could this happen to me? 
in slow motion <laughs> as so it falls. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not not my wheelhouse, but I saw a lot of incredible things done during college. Um, it would be fun to do a day class where I don't have to like commit to it, especially financially. Oh yeah, that would yeah that would take a lot of pressure off, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think taking classes is sort of. Um, underutilized, I think, by, uh, I, mean, I don't know, I guess by, like, folks in general, and then also sort of, like, post-art school people, um, because I, I, at least, like, you know, someone who came from an arts program, I feel, like, a lot of pressure to, like, if I'm going to spend time on learning how to do something, I have to be able to do it super well, like, right away, and I have to be able to monetize it immediately. Oh, that is... <laughs> That is the struggle I've noticed with a, with a lot of, like, art students especially. Mm-hmm. Because, like, any opportunity that they have in order to try and do something, oh, generally speaking, it just seems like perfectionism is something that just comes along with doing anything involving art. Mm-hmm. And then adding on top of that, just like, all right, cool. I can kind of do a thing. How can I make money from this? Personal enjoyment? Out the fucking window. How do I? Yeah. How, how? Where's money? Where's money? Where's cash? Where's paper? <laughs> yeah, right? And, like, that's... And, and I feel bad that, like, that has to be sort of, like, an ingrained response at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to do something um, as a hobby without sort of turning it into a side hustle is... Um, it's I would say it's kind of a luxury. Like, especially, like, depending on the thing. Um, like, if you wanted to set up your own, like, home ceramics uh, setup, even just, like, a wheel and, like, maybe a extremely small kiln, like, you basically either have to have, like, a really nice job um, or you have to expect to make money back off of the setup, like, you know, within a pretty quick amount of time. Um, not to mention, like, sort of the the implied costs of having the space to do that. So, right. yeah, it's, uh, I, I feel like I never begrudge anybody who, like, picks up something and is immediately like, okay, how do I turn this around and, like, start making money off of it? Because, like, so often, like, that's what you have to do. And I feel like that's often the same case for streamers. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll definitely say that, like, the amount of investment that I had to put into in order to, like, get the computer, get the systems, get the games. I mean, well, the games and systems I would have done fucking anyway, realistically speaking. <laughs> but getting the games that I'm interested in streaming, which lead to nobody seeing it. And then the um, the getting the PC, which was a hefty investment even before the year 2020. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But then having to happen upon like a graphics card that wasn't going to kill my wallet, like there's there's a lot of things that you automatically feel like you need to, as you were saying, like make a return on that investment, and mm-hmm. it sucks kind of. But I still, for the most part, in my case, like I still kind of just stream to stream. And if people join in, then that's fucking great. But I don't really have the expectation that people are really going to... Like, there's a lot of people who are going to. Mm-hmm. Mostly because discoverability on Twitch, for example, is fucking god-awful. Yeah, I, um, I'm i friends with somebody who's also, like, doing streaming right now. And uh, Katie Cole 19 shout out. Uh, yeah, and, um, real quick, mm, real quick. Didn't... Uh, yeah, didn't uh, yeah. Gee, I can't remember. 
she? Oh uh, yeah, she's a she. She. Okay. Um, didn't she do like a Garnet cosplay recently for Final Fantasy uh, She did. She was at yeah. a convention recently, and she took some really great pictures from that. Um, she did a couple. Uh, I, I think she's done more than one like cosplay stream yeah. in the past too. I know she did a Renoa cosplay stream that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but Best yeah, cool. she she's she's aces. Like I, every time I like kind of think about you know like how like how recently she started streaming and like how good she is at it already, I'm just sort of like, oh. But she's yeah. got kind of like that uh, that natural charm that I, like really makes her like just a good personality to tune into, um, which I think should be classified as a skill. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Like there there are two types. There are more than two types, of course, but generally speaking, there are two types when it comes to that. Either you can manage to entertain an audience to kind of just like go about doing shit and just kind of rolling with shit, and then you have to, and then the others kind of just have to learn it. I am, mm-hmm. I will 100% admit, I will, I'm definitely leaning more so into the learning category just because of like the general personality that I got. But, um, yeah, like it's, uh, I, I imagine it has to kind of feel like in some ways, like, sort of a low-grade improv comedy sort of yeah. thing, you know? Because, like, you have to, like, continuously fill silence. You've got, like, kind of the chat to maybe sometimes play off of and then, like, whatever's going on in the game, if that's sort of your style. But it's it's a lot of time to just talk. <laughs> yeah, it it is. Def- I will definitely say that is oh, a fucking challenge. Um, just thinking about it especially there are some moments where in which i get expected for you to have to kind of focus or like not really say a whole lot mm-hmm. but there's also those periods of time where in which like you're in the middle of that downtime that you're just kind of fucking about inside the game of whatever you're doing especially if it's like an open world or some shit and mm-hmm. if the game isn't going to provide the entertainment you have to provide that entertainment <laughs> yeah but uh i, I entirely like sidetracked that <laughs> conversation what were you saying before i literally don't remember so i think you were right to sidetrack it fair enough (laughs) but uh yeah so um actually you know Mm. knowing you the way that i know you i could actually see you becoming a vtuber a vtuber oh that would be so much fun I I love uh, I love watching vtubers i think they can be so expressive and funny Mm -hmm. And I always think about that one. It was like in the early days back when there were like only a couple of, well, it was maybe like sort of a proprietary thing and there were only like a couple of different like models to use. Mm -hmm. But it was this guy uh, using a Shiba Inu one and he had like a little headset on and he was like (laughs) screaming along to some ACDC song. And I always remember that with such fondness. Yeah, and it's wild considering how quickly that entire like category sprung up i mean mm-hmm. by no small assistance to cover corp aka hololive and um nichi sanji and then the like ability in order to get those tools into the hands of pretty much everyone and booth being probably one of the biggest like shout out to the homie booth whenever it comes <laughs> to it of being able to like purchase the model like pre-made models and then do edits mm-hmm. on them it's it's entirely a wild category because, like, I have a surprising number of V streamer and VTuber friends, like, or associates mm-hmm. at the very least. I'm just kind of like, huh, you know, 
I'm waiting to see when that new model comes in. New model comes in. Holy shit. Right? I've seen some that are, like, really detailed and, like, really, like, I guess well-rigged maybe. Mm -hmm. They just seem, like, really fluid and, like, there's a lot of points of articulation. Yeah. Um, Like, I will say that I think out of the, like, more so well-known, the ones who move the best are actually probably like what Zentrea and Project Melody, Melody, but Melody makes sense because of the trade that she operates. <laughs> oh, um, I, I don't think I know those. I think I've seen Zentrea like on Twitter, but okay. that's about as, as much as I know. So um, Melody, Project Melody is also big in the like uh, Pornhub circles. <laughs> Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, the amount of, like, rigging and movement and tracking that goes on with that model is just, like, that's impressive. But honestly, Zentreya's is, to me, at least a little bit more impressive because it's, like, it's tracking her, like, when she's playing the drums as well. And the movement is super fluid. So the rigging is honestly super impressive. Okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah. that's a all I see, I see that model. It's like the model's really cool. It looks really good. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of fucking background work in order to make sure that everything's working all at the same time for like movement. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's not easy by anybody's standards. That's really cool though. I I think for like a lot. I think no. I think I'm still curious about it. Like sort of the the I guess the taxonomic difference between like. VTubers and V streamers versus just like regular streamers, because like it, it seems to me like like uh, you know all all VTubers are streamers, but not all streamers are VTubers. Mm-hmm. And like I, I I guess I think it's weird that it hasn't sort of been like just simplified into streaming or yeah. streamers. I think that, like, part of it is just because of, like, the general, like, category systems that exist mm-hmm. for, like, your YouTube, your Twitch, and things of that sort. Like, most of the time, whenever I say VStreamer, I generally refer to them as being off of YouTube because VTuber mm-hmm. makes sense for the sake of being YouTube. And that's where mm-hmm. a lot of them exist. But gotcha. there are, like, a number of them that are on... Um, like you're on Twitch, on like other streaming sites, which actually I've started like migrating over to a little bit. A couple of hmm. other ones that aren't Twitch, even though Twitch is easily the one I'm most known on. But them, uh, <laughs> after having to be a mod inside of a stream that got bot rated, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. That's a oof, my guy. Yeah, that was, like, a good day of having to clear out a metric shit ton of bots that were just, like, yeah, we're this name 05, this name 15, this name 23. And Mm. it wasn't one of the particularly ugly ones, but it was still more of a, a massive disruption and a pain in the ass because... And it, it was weird because it was on a VTuber stream. A VStreamer stream. <laughs> Once again, fucked that up all the time. <laughs> a VStreamer stream. And one of my personal friends as well. I'm just like, why did this get triggered for... Hmm. I'm going to blame it on Pokemon. We're going we're gonna to say it's Pokemon's fault. Because... Oh. 
is it normally like more popular titles that are targeted for that kind of thing mm -hmm. or like a certain uptick in viewership or no i mean i will say that like often um well let me put it this way if you had the lgbt tag on your on yours you're automatically a fucking target like that's Oof. that's just that <laughs> if you had a trans tag on there whoo boy oh man um Bungie recently released a trans pride emblem for Destiny, oh. uh, and I love having it and wearing it and displaying it proudly because now every time somebody kills me in the Crucible, it is a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> right? So, actually, that... You have a significant like knowledge of Destiny and the ingoings of. So, how's that been recently? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, uh, there's an old adage that the Destiny community is never happy, um, <laughs> and they never are. Uh, it's true. Um, at the moment, I think it's uh, it's kind of um, I would say like at a gentle simmer. Uh, because we we had a season that started out recently that um, had a really strong start. Uh, mm -hmm. We had, you know, like they kind of switched over to doing like um, content every week to progress the story. And like while that was going on, I think things were fine. People had like stuff to work on every week. Mm -hmm. um, the weekly challenges are always great. Uh, but we kind of hit the end of that. And so now we're waiting for, like, the next story beat. Um, there's not really a whole lot to do, so people are starting to get restless. Uh, and there's also um, a little bit of controversy about the upcoming Bungie 30th anniversary. Uh, gosh, I guess maybe it's an expansion pack. I really don't know anymore. Go um, on, because <laughs> I am so far out the loop when it comes to anything involving fucking Destiny. I'm just like, I, uh, I am fascinated i just know that people are angry pretty much all the time and oh, like yeah. i heard some things about like the way that they're doing the next season which like is um, less than enjoyable but bungie 30 at first and then we'll get into that oh okay it, it's a it's a good segue um so the current season that we're in is extra long because uh at the end of this season um, which I believe is February 22nd, sort of the mm -hmm. next really landmark um, uh, expansion is going to be out, uh, The Witch Queen. Very excited for mm -hmm. it. I think it's going to be pretty pretty cool, pretty sexy. Um, but before then, December 7th, we've got Bungie's 30th anniversary sort of like event going on. Mm -hmm. um, and it includes, gosh, one or more dungeons um, which are three-person activities that are um, kind of like mini-raids. They involve a level of, like, coordination that, you know, almost demands having a team. I don't think they do matchmaking for them because it sort of requires a team experience, unless you're a solo player, in which case all bets are off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the issue that people have with it right now are that uh, historically, dungeons have always been free to play, like right. included as like free as free dungeons. Um, and now locking dungeons behind sort of like buying the thirtieth special 
addition, expansion, whatever. Uh, it, it's it's made people pretty upset, I think, and rightfully so, because um, in general, Bungie doesn't like to keep uh, higher level content or end game content behind a paywall. Uh, because they know like that's what people want to do like they're really um, achievement driven or like you know here to do it and move on with their lives players you know they want to get to it they don't want to have to maybe necessarily like hunker down and spend the 30 or 60 bucks or whatever to get to it Um, so that's been a change that I know people have been perhaps rightfully upset by Uh, I'm unfortunately um a lifer at this point so like kind of whatever happens like yeah i i got a grown-up job i'll just not go out to eat for a week or whatever and go ahead and buy it i feel that that's oh god that's so in that case because i can kind of because i can always almost always relate something back to fighting games so (laughs) in my case it's kind of like whenever a new character comes out it's like well I guess if I'm going to stay anywhere near to where I'm a competitive, I'm not competitive in any of these fucking games. I suck at them. If I'm going to stay competitive in any fighting game whatsoever, then I guess I need to go ahead and buy these characters so I can know exactly what they do and how to fight against mm. them and or play as them. Um, so, like, paywall content is something that I kind of had to deal with on a normal basis, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I end up getting games that have like the fucking season passes to go along with them, even though I know you're not really not really a good idea in order to support season passes since you don't know what the fuck you're gonna be getting with them. Yeah. I, I I think like in in general I feel that way about season passes, but Destiny is always going to be sort of like the the exclusion to the rule. Um, for me anyway, uh, just because I think, um, I'm still sort of like in the mindset of like, oh, they've broken away from Activision, you know, they're just out here on their own raw dog in it. I got to support them. Um, and how true that is, I don't know. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm here forever. I've just accepted it. Like that's. That actually kind of brings, makes me think of, like, one of the reasons why I can't really, like, stick with MMO or MMO-like games mm-hmm. is because, like, often I end up having to kind of, like, do a lot of that type of shit on my own because of the way that my hours work or, like, the time mm-hmm. that I actually have free in order to be able to play is mm-hmm. not congruent with a whole lot of people's schedules. So I just having to do it solo, and I just kind of, like, fall off because, like, one of the biggest things when it comes to me, at least... Whenever I think to, about MMORPG or MMO like shooter or MMO light or whatever you want to call that genre, is that I kind of it seems it's more of a social activity as a whole in comparison mm-hmm. to doing it solo. I mean, you can do it solo, but like you can only kill but so many mobs of husk before you decide your eyes start to cross over and you just kind of like keel over in boredom. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah. Like, just having to do that same particular task over and over and over and over again while not really doing much of anything else. I mean, you can throw on a podcast or something, but mm-hmm. you're just, like, seeing other people, like, joining groups. And it's like, I want to do that. But the people that I actually like playing with aren't on. And I know there are things like free companies in Final Fantasy or, like, groups that you can get into in discords and things of that sort, but... It's always just really weird in order to try and interject yourself into 
one of those social circles, I find, mm -hmm. especially if those people have been playing together for an exceptionally long time. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that argument before, and I mean, like, I, I don't even know if it counts as an argument because, like, that's just the truth of it. Um, you know, like, the, the things that I remember most fondly from Destiny or, like, the things that I'm most proud of doing in Destiny, like, you know, they were pretty much all, like, with my clan. Um, and I, I know I, I got lucky, I got lucky, but it did in also include like a little bit of work to kind of like get that core group together and then also kind of keep it together. Right. Um, and these days I just rest on my laurels. Um, <laughs> I just show up in the chat like every three weeks, like, Hey, does anybody want to lead me through a nightfall? And then like somebody responds and I just do that. Um, uh, which they're, they're wonderful. But no, yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of a balance for me anyway between like having like when I am solo and I'm just grinding shit like that has to be really enjoyable for me. And I think that's where Destiny got its claws in because, you know, like I, I was always really into Halo. Um, I And then like, you know, the the gunplay in Destiny just feels really excellent. Um, and... <laughs> And like, and, and it's petty, but you know, I, I've given Final Fantasy 14, like a couple of good, honest tries. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I, I am, you know, just, it, <laughs> it just kind of bounce off. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to express my utmost respect for it. I know people love it. I know it's done some crazy things. It's, uh, it's an amazing, like Phoenix from the ashes sort of story about kind of the overhaul that they did. Um, a lot of cool expansions. A lot of my friends really love it, but the UI is so you fantastically too? ugly. <laughs> you too? Um, I simply cannot stand it, and I refuse to subject myself to it. Uh, that shit looks like WoW from, like, 2006. The, the hotkeys look like they're unintelligible. Uh, they make no sense whatsoever, and I'm sure it's just because I'm inexperienced, but the fact that everything is, like, weirdly beveled, like, I feel like I'm looking at, like, Windows Media Player, like, on some sort of, like, ancient scroll theme. Um... <laughs> Like, God love him, but I, I simply cannot. So, all right. That's actually one of the issues I had with it until I got on PC. And mm, really? then it's like, oh, I can move all of these elements around to wherever I want the fuck them to be at ah. any given time. And also mm -hmm. I can download a mod in order to change this or cut down on the, um, on the borders for these. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I see yeah. it now. Yeah, so I think that might, like, if you ever end up getting, uh, um, if you have a PC or you have a PC or ever end up getting a PC that's capable of handling that, even a Mac, even a MacBook or whatever, um, <laughs> then that, I would say, like, maybe one other shot, I, one other shot. I'm not necessarily a massive cheerleader for Final Fantasy XIV. You know, the award-winning game of the year. <laughs> I'm not even going to Free to play up until level 60. <laughs> With the award-winning Heaven's Ward. <laughs> I can't even finish that with a straight fucking face. But... Um, I would definitely say that it definitely it does help out a lot, and mm -hmm. like I, since I moved over to PC, I messed around with it a little bit. I own it on both, so I own it on PS4, I own it on PC. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
I have an inactive sub right now because I'm just like, that's a, that's a very, very big time commitment that I don't think I'm capable of making at this point in time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, that's that's pretty much always where I'm going to be. It's like I have time for one MMO and mm-hmm. like it's it's going to be destiny because uh, I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm lazy and I'm used to it. Uh, and the and the UI is uh, like laser sp- specific, like pointed to appeal to like designer queers. <laughs> How so? Please go on. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe not specifically queers, but we do have good taste. Um, So essentially, the thing that makes Destiny really appealing to me is Mm -hmm. the minimalism. Um, Uh, When you compare, like, the HUD to other first-person shooters, they've done a good job of, like, kind of streamlining everything. mm -hmm. Uh, You can adjust how much is there. Um, The menus uh, are all fairly clear, I think, but I'm also operating within the space of like having just stared at everything for so long. I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. Of course the lore (laughs) books are located there. So so like, you know, I I realize I've I've drunk the flavor aid. Um, But I don't know. I like the fonts. I like how clean everything looks. Um, The visual design of Destiny, I think, has always been, like, one of those things that I really love um, in term like, like, the UI, yeah, but, like, I like it because it isn't there, um, and, you know, everything else is, <laughs> is perhaps another podcast. <laughs> the least it exists, the better it is. Now, mm-hmm. I will definitely say that, you, as you were referring to um, earlier, that, like, playing that is similar to playing Halo in some respects where it comes to the game, gunplay, gameplay gunplay Ugh. words Same are thing. apparently just not my thing right now but considering that similar to the gameplay and gunplay halo infinite is really good okay <laughs> like yeah 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 tell me about halo infinite i'm really okay. curious okay so of course i haven't gotten a chance to play the single player campaign i didn't get that four hour intro because i am not the level of streamer or fucking influencer that I would need to be in order to get that doting from Microsoft. Mm. But <laughs> the multiplayer, um, when it got that surprise drop, minus the one fuckery that I had to deal with where it didn't actually download the full ass file onto my Xbox, but it downloaded the starter kilobyte unlock file for it. Once I had to uninstall and then reinstall it, the gameplay, um, it feels really good. It feels like playing Halo 3, kind of. Okay, um, okay. Like, like, it's closer to that realm. The new guns are actually really, really nice. The um, I think it's called the Bulldog Shotgun or something mm. along those lines. It's it's, it's very punchy. <laughs> it feels like you're running around with a fucking AA-12. Um, like, g- grappling hooks are interesting, but also in but also i've only managed to be able to use one like four or five fucking times <laughs> because i've seen some people do some trick shit with it like um latch themselves onto projectiles and latch themselves onto vehicles in order to kick people off of them things of that sort really cool trick play stuff but haven't got a chance to do any of that myself because one i suck and two um it, i just haven't got a chance to really use it because of the game most hours playing um, there are some, like, questionable balance things, like, for example, the spawn points. Um, one of the instances I ran into in one of the bigger game modes 
is that we had a person who was um, who had gotten one of the flying vehicles that could like fire like rockets or something along those lines, one of the UNSC vehicles, and they were basically just hovering over the spawn points on our side of the map and just destroying everybody at the moment that they spawned. Oh, so, like that's of course not fun. But um, your old mo modes like oddball, SWAT, and stuff like that, all those are back. Mm -hmm. Um, the gameplay feels really, really good overall, and that gives me, like, positive hope for Halo single player when that comes yeah, out. Yeah. And, um, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to play that on channel or not, but mm -hmm. I will definitely say that, um, playing the multiplayer, especially playing with some of my friends, you can... It's a very momentum-heavy game, and I know that almost all the Halo games have been, and even to an extent like Call of Duty and the like, but mm -hmm. it's very, very momentum-heavy, where in which like, if you have the ball rolling on your side, on your team, you can keep the momentum going, keep that rhythm up, and just like destroy people that are coming along your way until somebody ends up butting you in the back of the head with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> naturally, naturally. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's I was honestly surprised, and I know that like one of the things that 343 is just having to deal with at this point is the kind of the fallout from Halo 5. Yeah. And how like badly that kind of like went over, and I know that there are some people who are a little upset that the Halo co-op campaign won't be available for a few months. Um, apparently. It's mm -hmm. like, you could have taken, like, for example, someone in particular I know says, like, they could have taken the time in order to be able to um, do that. And it's like, motherfucker, this is Xbox's 25th anniversary. You really think they're going to miss this date? <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a, a hard stop, for sure. Yeah, yeah like, last yeah. year, yeah, it should have been out, the people were saying, like, it should have been, it came out when the Xbox Series X came out. There was no way that game was anywhere near done when that fucking, when that system came out. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. They, the video that they should originally kind of prove that, but then from there, um, just having seeing the time that they spent was well worth it. I'm looking, I'm kind of looking forward to. I think it's December sixth when it comes out. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we're we're not that far away. Yeah, that is really right there. Okay, um, yeah, I. Uh, again, like much like Destiny, I think Halo multiplayer was always something that I, I had a lot of fun in, but mm -hmm. was not very good at. <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of that situation where like I know enough to be like, whoa, that's sick, you know, for like seeing like trick stuff that people can mm -hmm. do, and like when people are really good at it, like I know enough to like know that it that it's awesome. Um, but the the ability to execute that is. Uh, um, uh, not there, yeah. <laughs> kindly put. I don't know, um, because I remember a while ago seeing you, against your will, operating an iron banana. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, doing some uh, pretty slick shit. Um, that's extremely generous and, and kind of you to say. Uh, I think my, my niche as a Destiny player is not that I am exceptional, but I am persistent. Um <laughs> And I think I, I it, it takes a lot to make me angry too. So I, I think I have a tendency to just stay in match after match and like after other people after the good people have like gone away to cash in bounties, I'm there with my auto rifle. 
I never understood the hatred towards the auto rifle in that game. I like I know that it was hated in the first one, but it wasn't good in the first one. And I was using the fucking um, was it Necro something or another? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the Necrochasm, I think. Yeah, 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 that one. And I was just like, look, all you can hate me as much as you want. I like the design of this gun. I, I mean, like. Um, ultimately, when it when it comes down to it, uh, the the meta of Destiny's like gun usage, especially in PvP, is so constantly changing that um, uh, I've stopped trying to keep mm-hmm. up with it, <laughs> and like I've just found that I have more fun uh, using whatever baby bad gamer weapons that I have on hand that seem to work for me. Um, I I love my I love my Playmobil auto rifles, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I think I think a design of a gun honestly kind of kind of goes a long way into how much I'm willing to use it. So I feel like we've all run into like things in video games that like they're objectively like the better choice, but they simply aren't cool. Yeah, that's oh god. Like the epitome of that is fucking fighting games. Oh, this character looks amazing. They're like their general style and everything is so sick. They're ass. Mhm. But I'm gonna stick it out with this character anyway. <laughs> um, shout out to me and fucking Street Fighter Five with Yuri. <laughs> oh my god! Like, if I decided oh. to switch to a character like Gil or Ryu or Ken or pretty much most of the other characters on that roster that's not named Fall for um. Yeah, Falk. Then I could probably do some shit. Nope. Still going to use my. Still going. Still going to use Jury. But uh, the one thing I don't have in common with most of the, most of the users of Jury is I'm not foot foot fetishist. So. Oh, that's right. She's barefoot. She's just got her tingers out, huh? Yeah, and uh, other, most of the time in her default outfit, the only other thing she has is like a wrap on the bottom of her feet. But that's about it. <laughs> That's nice. That's that's like it leaves something to the imagination, I guess. <laughs> yes. Like the arch. Oh, oh yes, that heel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's on the heel. <sighs> uh, and but yeah. So actually, that kind of brings up another point. So, hmm. what other type of like art designing games did you find particularly like enthralling, or has inspired you to do something, or even like work on a new piece of art? <laughs> Oh gosh, um, there's there's a lot of things out there. I think, uh, and um, the the biggest that I will always come back to uh, is got to be Okami. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> like this probably comes as no surprise to you because yeah. you know that I have rebought Okami on almost every console that it has been re released on. Mm-hmm. Um, this Christmas, I may or may not get it on Switch. <laughs> like, uh, I just. Um, the commitment to the visual language that they started. Um, because I know in earlier Okami drafts, they were interested in doing more of a photorealistic look, and they eventually ended up scrapping that and choosing to do instead this like hyper-illustrative, um, like just really beautiful brushwork sort of inspired look. Uh, and the way that... like. Like, I I think about it so often, Um, like the staying power that it had, because like uh, it looked good on the PS2, looks Mm -hmm. good on PS4, probably will look great on the PS5 if it comes out and I buy it there again. 
Um, they really hit the nail on the head with a style that, it, like, it's it's so complete. Uh, you see it in, like, the text, in the characters, in the landscape, in the animations, in the fights. Uh, like, everywhere you look, it's speaking the same visual language. And it makes it just, like, so much fun to explore because, like, you know no matter, like, what kind of a new area you go to, like, it's gonna, it's gonna fuck because it's gonna be that same language just, you know, talking about something else. Um, it's always been just like a glorious game and it's it's insane to think that on the ps3 that game was already capable of running in 4k but it's kind of really? like yeah like um the base like elements of it like the coding of it and everything it's set mm -hmm. up for 4k already it's just that we're just gonna down tune this to 1080 <laughs> because this system can't handle it <laughs> Wow, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then, um, like, and because, like, the PS3, as weird as this is, is actually a 4K-capable system in still images. So, hmm. like, if you put a picture on there that, if you put an uh, image file on there that is in 4K, it can display it at 4K. It, it, it struggles a little bit, but it can display <laughs> it. So, like, when it got ported over to the PS4, it's kind of like, all right, just... Turn off the limiter. <laughs> and oh, um, with yeah, PC... Yeah, Rock Lee dropping the weights. Mm -hmm. With PC, it's very similar to that as well. And, um, like, Switch, of course, not quite as much, but it's very close to the same level that it was able to be able to be ran on the PS3. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, output-wise, that, that system can't do it. <laughs> but um, yeah. it is still... It still runs... Like, it still runs perfectly fine. No issues there. Didn't um, really see any hitching with any of the um, videos I've seen on it because I just haven't gotten around to owning it on there yet. Mm -hmm. um, and, oh, God, that just reminds me of that first four-figure statue of Amaterasu. It's like, oh, I want this. Oh, that's $700. <laughs> oh, I'm out. Oh, man. What a, what a piece to own. God. <sighs> And uh, that, and it, it, I will say, it still kind of hurts that um, that that Clover Studio got shut the fuck down by Capcom, <laughs> just because like critically acclaimed games, nobody bought them, <laughs> and it that that's kind of double painful when it comes to like God Hand, because I owned that game at one point. Mm -hmm. I got I got traded it in at some juncture, thinking, okay, yeah, I'll just get it back at some point because it's not going to really be that big of a deal. <laughs> Eh, that bitch is like $150 now. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, that that company died too soon, but from its ashes we got platinum, so I can't really complain but so much, I guess. <laughs> right, it's, you know, like when, when God closes one door, he opens a crawl space in the attic. Um, <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> That, that made it sound like I think Platinum's some kind of downgrade. It absolutely isn't. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> it is, it's higher above the house than anywhere else. So. That's true. Absolutely true. Uh, it would make for a cute loft apartment. How fucking psyched are you for Bayonetta 3? Okay. I feel like we didn't talk about this at all, even though it happened. And, like, we, I, I lost my mind. We but. did not. So <laughs> there, I will start off with my, like, two complaints. Mm -hmm. I will start off with those, and then we'll go back into where I actually am with this. Mm -hmm. 
man, we really need a Switch Pro or like a Switch Part 2 or a Switch Improvement or something because good lord, that game is struggling already. I I am worried about that. Yeah, I, I do worry for her. Yeah. Part 2. I really hope the original voice actress comes back in some fashion if that's not her. Because that's there right. were some I grumblings think, on yeah. the Twitters that um, were saying that uh, you might have to get used to it. And I was like, mm, what? <laughs> It it would suck, and I I would definitely prefer to to have the original voice actors back. But if that's I, not in the cards, I I just hope it's like a not for any unfortunate reasons. Yeah, like I just uh, it's it's one of those things where much like man, I really hope this isn't a David Hater to fucking um, I can't even remember what his act what that actor's name is now um, for Metal Gear Five because we both know that pain. Also, I'm gonna oh. be playing that on stream at some point. Because um, I got the PC version. Yeah, I. Uh, it's uh, well, well, well. I'm I'm not sure we have time to unpack how I feel about Metal Gear Solid Five and that dude from Twenty Four whose name I can't remember off the top. Kiefer of Sutherland. Keith, there we go. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. I was like Keith, and I'm like, no, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we'll come back to that. But otherwise, yeah. <laughs> bang on desk, fucking Bayonetta three. Bayonetta fucking three. I'm so ready. She looks amazing. Yes. Um, I I'm obsessed with the callback to like her like Cereza little girl look with like mm-hmm. the huge twin tails. Like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I just whoo, oh. like I, the moment that that came out. I was just like all right, so you know there are two types of artists that are going to end up picking this up instantly we got the rule 34s oh they are they've already had like two or three pieces made already but then we're going to have the standard the like less loot artists that are just going to like oh oh this fucks oh this fucks so yeah. hard this yeah. this is banging down another fucking wall fucks um yeah. i just bow just bow down and respect it Re- just hit that retweet hit that heart <laughs> just keep scrolling <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think I would actually also kind of, like, rank Bayonetta up there in sort of, like, one of the games that I think about a lot in terms of visual design. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, again, because it, it has that thing where it, like, nails down the very specific visual language it wants mm-hmm. to use and then just runs with it. And I feel like it was also the first instance that I knew of a game studio, like, uh, partnering with or using like an actual fashion designer. I believe for Bayonetta it was uh, Mari Shimazaki maybe. Hmm. Um, and I remember just being like so wowed and impressed that like a game studio would like kind of bring somebody else in to work on that aspect of visual design because um, I think it's uh, it seems like such a no-brainer, honestly. Like uh, I feel like fashion illustrators and fashion designers have like um, like they're the people who spend a lot of time sort of like going from uh, ideas that are maybe like fantastical, like obviously depending on the designer, um, but like fantastical ideas, and you know like how do I implement this with like the physical materials in like the real world so that like a human body can wear it. And so, like, for games, I feel like you don't have to do that. <laughs> like, you get to skip that part of it, and you get to just be like, no, let's make this do whatever we want, act however we want. Um, and then just, like, I don't know. I, it seems like such an obvious thing. Um, and I'm really surprised that more games don't do that. Or maybe they do, and I just don't hear about it. I think um, they 
Yeah, I think that they do. My only real issue with it is that more often than not, you won't really hear of like a fashion illustrator working with an original design for a game and rather mm-hmm. like a co-deal that they have with somebody else. Like Lightning wearing, was it Louis Vuitton? Was it? Oh, uh, yeah. I, it wasn't. It wasn't Gucci. I don't think. Yeah, I'm pretty. I think it was Louis Vuitton. I want to say. It was I remember Vuitton. that. That 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 was pathetic. Yeah. Sorry, it was, Lightning. It's just like, look, I I have mixed feelings about look. that character anyway, and referring to Lightning from Final Fantasy Thirteen. I have mixed feelings about that character anyway, but let alone like her popping up in fucking uh, Louis Vuitton. Uh, uh, that makes about as much sense as her sister Sarah having an N7 outfit in Final Fantasy 13 too. Like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I did a quick Google. It was Louis Vuitton, and looking at the the results that Google Images. Uh, serves me now, I still feel the same way that I do, mm-hmm. that I did about the first time around. Mm-hmm. They did not even give her a new hair model. Nope. <laughs> That's a yikes for me, guys. If you're going to do something like that, make the design serve the character rather than the character having to serve the design. <laughs> right? Like, maybe she'd wear, like, the pink leather jacket, like, maybe, but I think she'd rather be dead than have a clutch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like. I saw that, and it, it kind of looked like hastily fucking like yeah. um, photoshopped on. Yeah. But but, um, going, but like sliding mm. back to Bayonetta, and yes. just like the general like the way that all of her outfits just in general work It's like, all right, we got long hair in the first one, with that's tied up. We got the short haired in the second one, and we got the long hair uh, twin tails in this one mm-hmm. that aren't just levitating off the side of her head. I'm like, bless. <laughs> Good job. I, yeah, I I like the, I like, even though it's it makes for like kind of a strange silhouette, I really like it. I think um, part of Bayonetta's power has always been her strange silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just a different direction. I mean, like the first one, cone head. The second one, mm-hmm. just... I'm not gonna lie. This one's one of them, which like insert a lesbian from around about the mid twenty aughts. <laughs> and thank God for that. <laughs> right. And then this one is, yo, those look like like cannons coming off the side of your head. But you know we're gonna let it rock. <laughs> I I feel bad. I I think they showed John in the in the trailer, didn't they? I think so. I the, feel so bad. I, I have no memory of what her new look is like if they showed it. Yeah, um, I think her new look is... Oh, God. I think hers is long hair again, maybe. I'm not 100%. Let me... Let, you know, we've, we've got the sum of all human knowledge here at our fingertips yeah. being at a trailer. Because I also remember, like, the third character that they showed off. I'm just kind of like, eh. <laughs> Give me more oh, cerise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that new character that they showed off that everybody was like Virgil. It's like, oh look, and it was just like they say Virgil was like, oh look, it's Nero. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, there, there, like there's no, there's not a blue motif here. It that that is that is Nero. Right. <laughs> not as much of a blue I, motif anyway. I think 
for Jean, the only thing we've seen has maybe been like that little cat suit thing with like the. Okay. Perhaps that might the, be that might be why maybe? I don't remember it all too well. Okay, mm. that makes a little. Uh, I'm not sure, but regardless, gonna be happy to see her. Oh yeah, always because like I've always liked Jean, and whatever she ends up showing up in is like, wow, that's stylish as fuck. Oh, that's stylish as fuck. Huh? This right. is probably gonna be stylish as fuck. It's like, damn, didn't know that someone could just make a catsuit work like that. But all right, here we go. With bell bottoms, yo. Oh, the bell bottoms. And, like, it's, honestly, it's just nice that, like, Bayo is just such a, is, is a well-regarded character. Mm-hmm. Just, I still can't believe they let her ass in Smash. Like, y'all I are really just going to let, let her step on the children? Right? <laughs> just like, just like, uh, like I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they ended up getting rid of, like, I, I'm, if memory serves. Yeah, they got rid of all of her, like, torture attacks and things of the sort. But mm-hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Nobody really wants to see Ness on a rack. But I'm, let me rephrase that. I'm sure there's <laughs> people who exist, and you're fucking disgusting. But, I mean, look, as long... As long, I can only hope and pray, as long as Bayo does not end up in goddamn Fortnite, I, listen, the world will be a better place. Listen, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kill that sacred cow right now. Yeah. I, nothing is safe from Fortnite. Yeah, that's true. Nothing. Just, just, oh God. And it pains me that out of like every other version of a character that has shown up in, um, in a different format. That's probably the best that Jill and Chris have looked in any other game that's not specifically Resident Evil. Oh, that's a yikes. I'm sorry, man. So, okay. So, for those who aren't necessarily caught up because we are jumping around different games like it's nobody's business, Fortnite (laughs) added a bunch of Capcom characters to the roster over the last, like, six months. Um, So, we got Ryu and Chun-Li, which, honestly... Shout out to the uh, to the art to the art workers and art people at at Epic. They knew that they chose the right outfit. <laughs> they got an <laughs> outfit three. They got an Alpha three like training outfit. I was like, look, I see you're trying to bait me into pu- buying this and playing this fucking game. It's not gonna work, but you're close. Then they added Cami and Gaia, which Gaia looks like fucking Jonesy with a five o'clock shadow and like the hair model just stuck on top of his head. It was like, <laughs> ooh, that's that's bad. But Cami looks fucking great, even with Cami always looks good. It's one of those things where in which like kind of like Pira in Smash Brothers, like Pira in um like uh, was it Xenoblade Chronicles two, no, just like bare legs, but <laughs> in fucking Smash. Puts on the puts on the um the leggings. I'm sure you just awoken something in a number of different people, and you just did the exact same thing with Cammy in that one too. Yeah, I mean, bare legs versus leggings—that's apples and oranges, baby. Like it's right. a win-win. <laughs> right. And then um, finally, the last ones that were released were fucking um, Jill and Chris. And I was like, well, one, someone needs to continue to the red the. Redfield um, family line, and I think you found the other person in order to do it. <laughs> like, damn, these character models look really, really fucking good. Right? Like, I I remember they released um, 
El Mando, the Mandalorian, and that yeah. model like looked good. Yeah, I remember seeing some gifts of him dancing and being like, "Oh, there he is." Yeah. Mm. So, one of the funnier things is that now, like, like once again, killing sacred cows, Sasuke and Naruto, and um, oh god. Oh. Uh, I've yeah. I've seen I've seen I've I've been on the cutting the bleeding edge of that news. <laughs> um, like... Nothing nothing funnier than seeing Rick Sanchez haul Kakashi's unconscious body over mm-hmm. his shoulder and take off sprinting. <laughs> and then just like <laughs> the dance. Oh my god, the dance! Seeing Sasuke oh. dance was a religious experience. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. It's about time he, somebody let him have some fun. <laughs> let Sasuke throw it back in Fortnite. <laughs> Blow that back out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And just the... Oh, God. It's just so weird that, like, there's pretty much any franchise that you like is just connected to it in some way, shape, or form. Like, And then throwing Ridley in there from Alien? What? <laughs> what? I I think that one went over my head. I didn't know about that. Yeah, Ridley from Alien. I think actually in Alien, you can also get an Alien in there. Um, but I, yeah, Ridley from Alien is actually in it, and it it, it looks good. She looks I've, good. She always does. Yes. I, like yeah, I, well, good for her. Who yeah. am I to rain on that parade? Yeah, it's just it's just wild to think that that's just like everything that you touch, it is somehow going to be connected to that game at this point. Any type of media, like I'm, I'm just waiting for a day to attack on Titan. Something appears in there. <laughs> I can't wait for Aaron Yeager and Rick Sanchez to go to the Martin Luther King Monument in Fortnite. <laughs> Oh god, I haven't forgotten. No, I don't, I I I could not. <laughs> like the moment that that popped, I was like, hmm, you know. I really, I, I really thought I was being, I was being bamboozled, uh-huh. and I was being pranked. I was just like, I, you know, <laughs> I didn't think that pandering could be on a physically painful level. I. But here we are. I, I assume it must be pandering, but it seems so outlandish that it's like, who are you actually pandering yeah, to? I don't... Like, what was the intended audience, my guys? Because, like, kids playing probably don't really care about history when it comes to that, and you have more than just Americans playing it, just like how it got shut down in China. <laughs> so, uh-huh, yeah. it's like, um... What? <laughs> uh, who can say? I... Who am I to to question Fortnite's <laughs> content decisions? Yeah, like Ariana Grande having a concert inside of there? Sure, yeah, I can see that. Whatever. That makes sense, yeah. Travis Scott having a concert in there? Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks. That's really what we needed. Uh, you guys just knew. Yeah, it's just, oh god, just that. Mm. But also, um, speaking mm. of design like languages, if you haven't yet, mm. I would definitely suggest playing, um, oh god, the name just left me the moment that I was um, 
talking about it. Fuck, 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 fuck. It's for the Switch. It's um, another game by Platinum. It was one of the games that was released kind of earlier on. You play as, like, mm-hmm. one of two, um, like, cyber police officers. <laughs> okay, uh, interesting. Uh, oh, God, this is probably going to sound so terrible on the fucking um, recording if it's there. I, I can hear your little typing, but it's fine. It's, it's yeah. nice ASMR. <laughs> because for some reason, it just, like, absolutely left my fucking brain when I was thinking about it. Because, uh, develop games. Astro Chain. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you, have you played that yet? I, I heard a lot about it at the time, and then I, I just kind of uh, left the radar, I guess. You, you should put it right back on that fucking radar. Like, you should okay. go get it very soon, because um, it it has, it shares some similarities to um, Bayonetta, as in for, like, it knows what it's trying to convey, and it sticks to that mode of conveying it. Okay. I, but, I do love that. And also JoJo's references. Oh, well, well, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them is one of the, one of the, um, one of the changes you end up using, one of the beasts you end up using in it is just, is just the world. <laughs> it is the world that does the RRRs. And oh, bless. Like, it, it is, it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> You have to split your brain a little bit because you're like controlling two characters at the same time, but mm-hmm. it's definitely, definitely a good one. Okay, cool. I I will put that back on the list. I know now's like kind of the season to be looking into buying games. Everything's mm-hmm. going on sale and stuff. I think Steam sale just started or something. Yeah, that's my my wallet is not liking the little. <laughs> I bet. Uh, and also like, oh god, that reminds me like pushing out to the. Um, affiliate me being affiliated with play asia like in the month of november they've been doing free shipping unless you go over a certain weight limit and mm-hmm. uh, well looks like i'm probably <laughs> going to be dipping in that shit again because i already ordered some oh. stuff and including like maiden of um was it fatal flame maiden of blackwater um and which i already like look in the con nobody has to get into the comments i already know that the game is semi-trash but I wanted to own a Fatal Frame game, <laughs> and since oh, Fatal own, Frame, okay, okay, yeah, and since owning the other ones are a a, a practice in frustration and also a practice mm-hmm. in how much money you want to shove into somebody else's space, mm-hmm. um, I'll just go with that. But then also ended up getting the soundtrack for um, what was it, Blue um, uh, Blue Reflection, Blue Reflection. Reflection. Yeah, it's a RPG that um, has some like social elements to it for like in-game social elements with talking to your friends and stuff, kind of like Persona. Mm-hmm. But it's a magical role game as well. Interesting. <laughs> it is one of the more somber games I've played in that regard. Like it's um, it looks nice. They in the second game they actually um, get rid of the. Um, some of the jiggle physics, which is thank you, because that was just a little concerning considering the issues that we're dealing with here. <laughs> but, um, 
in the second game, they actually did, like, the, the first game came out, like, a couple years ago. Apparently did well enough in order to get a sequel, and I was like, yay. <laughs> I did not think that this was going to exist. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at some screenshots. This looks really pretty. It is. It is very pretty. And the artwork is amazing. And also, I think that um, if memory serves, if I'm remembering the um, interview right, the director called himself a, a pansexual mess no. <laughs> of a person. And I was like, <laughs> huh, that's, that's pretty cute, actually. <laughs> I, I, it always feels better to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> So it was just like, okay, I mean, like, I was going to buy the game anyway, and I wanted to actually get the, like, high-level special edition of it, which um, came with a bag. But mm. unfortunately for me, that was Europe only, and then I didn't pull the trigger on it fast enough for Play Asia, so it is what it is there. But I did manage to get a special edition of it, so yay. And also, I, but my point leading back to, I have the soundtrack from the first game coming to me. Um, hmm. I might end up ordering the enhanced version of that soundtrack for the first game as well, which, do I really need to? Probably not. Am I going to? Maybe. What What makes it enhanced? Uh, it had some new tracks that were added, and also mm-hmm. it has, like, a couple of vocal tracks that weren't there in the original. Oh, I so gotcha, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, these, these I, I really, and I really like the, like, general sound of it if you get a chance like after this i would say definitely um give that soundtrack a listen it's something that you can kind of listen to in the background and not really mind it but so much in some respects Mm -hmm. but then every once in a while i will try to command your attention um okay and i'm pretty sure there's something else i ordered but anyway my point being that yay i'm i'm associated with play asia so on the streams i'm going to probably be pushing that a little bit more (laughs) I, that's awesome. I, I, good time to be associated with them. I, is it? I, I'm guessing it's probably a little too late for like Christmas shopping or anything like that if it's coming from overseas. If you are not doing like express shipping, yeah. Um, but if you're doing express mm-hmm. shipping, it will, it, it will that shit will probably <laughs> be airlifted directly to you. It's very similar to how I got my PC case because it's like, okay, you got the option to paying free shipping by boat or whatever and getting it at some point, or you can pay, in my case, this extra $30 and we'll airship it to you. Okay, pays $30, pays the extra $30, makes it a fucking $350 case um, to get it. And, oh, here's four days later. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining one of those uh, anime girls that transforms into planes delivering it to you. The dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, hey, oh, well, hey, anime Starscream, how does it go? Okay, cool. There she goes. <sighs> but, um, all right, so, yeah, this is, this is about the time that we end up, like, ending things off. So, normally, one of the last things we typically do is having a shout-out. So, mm-hmm. do you have any particular things, people or places, or anything else that you want to shout-out? It doesn't, have, it doesn't oh. have to be positive. It can be positive, negative, whatever. <laughs> well, I don't want to do a negative shout-out the first time I'm here. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh... Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think I kind of already blew it earlier, but I, I'll give a shout out to uh, Katie Cole nineteen on Twitch. Um, she she streams Tuesdays, Thursdays, sometimes Sundays. Uh, a little bit wonky due to you know holiday schedules right now, mm-hmm. um, but I think she's just about to finish up with Chrono Trigger. She plays a lot of RPGs, and we've been chewing on Chrono Trigger for a while. 
Um, and that's been super fun, really cute, love the pixel art there, but I am patiently, so patiently biding my time waiting for her to play Mass Effect 2 because she played the first oh. one, it was great, had a great time, wonderful, and then like, you know, had to take a break, do Chrono Trigger. I have been waiting so long for <laughs> Mass Effect 2. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Uh, she, she's a lot of fun. Um, I'm normally hanging out in chat sometimes. Um, Are you yeah, and I. Yet? No, absolutely oh, okay. not. I want okay. no responsibility whatsoever. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I have the little train icon because I, I did something with bits a while ago. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about you Twitch, conducted so. you either conducted a hype train or you're a part of a hype train. So yeah, that's okay, not great. cool. Toot okay. toot. Um, <laughs> and and normally I, I would shout you out, but like this is like your home turf, so I, th I think I mean, you're probably you, good. <laughs> you can feel free to do so if you want. I'm not going <laughs> to stop you, obviously. <laughs> Well, I, I know you're working hard at streaming and I know you you know you're always like upgrading stuff and, and thinking about it and just I, I I feel like the the Beatle cast folks probably already know, but I'll I'll add my voice to the chorus. <laughs> uh, fair, 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 fair. Okay. Well mm -hmm. um my shout out is actually to you for being willing in order to come on here because I know that like our schedules our schedules are some fuck shit. But Oh yeah. At the very least we were able to find a time in order to be able to get this in and um like I, hopefully you'll be able to come back on here and there because it's fun it's fun shit. <laughs> Yeah, I this was a lot of fun. This is my first time ever being on a podcast, and and it was much less scary than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, um, hit the button. So, and go. so. <laughs> yeah, thank you for for making it less intimidating. Most definitely. All right. Well, um, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to do here. Bookkeeping. We don't have any advertisers or anything because uh, we broke as fuck, and also we them them low ass views. <laughs> but. Uh, um, Anything coming up that people should look forward to? Um, so, actually, there's probably going to be some stuff coming out of Tatiana from Beetle Milk, um, particularly mm. the Strawberry Blood um, branch, because she's doing an art contest. Oh, and wow. The, um, that contest is going to be particularly on the Discord, which I'll try to remember to put a link into when I finish this and upload everything. Mm -hmm. But um, with that, they're going to be doing like different things involving the Beetle Milk logo, if I'm remembering correctly, Ooh. or like characters from Beetle Milk, like the Sucky Babies and mm -hmm. um, other like more so extensive designs that they have on there that you do in your own style. And there's going to be like prizes for people and also exclusive like works. Like I think one of the things was possibly an exclusive tarot card. So oh, interesting. might be uh, might be worthwhile for you to dip in in order to get in there, Peach. Uh, yeah, and along thinking. with everybody else listening to it, um, I will say that they're going to end it. They're going to try and get the people to have their not necessarily their entries in, but at least joined by December first. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely going to be something in order to do because they even want me to try and do something on there. It's like I don't know, but um. Yeah, you should. <laughs> and, you definitely should. Yeah. So there's that. Um, it's been mentioned a few different times before, and but you're on here because you're one of the lead artists behind this. 
so still working okay. on the Operation Ghost Booty Shorts design. Yes. It is yes. a trying process because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but mm-hmm, <laughs> we're mm-hmm. trying to get something going there. Uh, I wanted to try and have it done before the end of the year. I don't know if that's going to be attainable, but by God, I'm going to fucking try. Um, let's see, and past that, uh, Beetle Milk is going to be opening back up uh, next year. Um, we're closed currently because mm-hmm. of trying to ship things during this time of year is a goddamn nightmare. So that's that's just, the truth. We're just circumventing all of that shit and just kind of avoiding it. Um, they expect a lot of really like new and different things that we're going that we were originally trying to do this year, but. Are going to try and kick things up next year because we got uh, some we got some plans and I'm actually going to end up letting you in on one a couple of those um, later. But we're, we're going to be branching out a little bit in comparison to just doing clothing and um, mm-hmm. artworks, for example. We're, we're, there are some things in the works. Ooh, I can't wait to get the scoop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but as for that, um, that's going to be it for Beetle Milk and uh, Beetle Cast specifically. <laughs> Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you have anything you want to say to the audience before we dip out of here? Oh, gosh, I should have thought of something cool to say. Um, no, just uh, I, I hope everybody's having a good week when they listen to this. And I hope if it's not a good week that it ends quickly. Um, and uh, thanks again for, for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, most definitely. And that's going to be it for Biddlecast. Thank you. Um, as Dev Pope, excuse me, would normally say, stay beautiful, perfect, and amazing on his own stuff, like particularly his Instagrams. Uh, as I say, that's game, and we will catch you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Beetlecast. This podcast is presented by Beetlemilk LLC. Come check me out at twitch.tv slash ghostbody and hashtag subforghost. Check out Lorecast on YouTube. That is L-O-R-E cast on YouTube. Ayo, point your eyeballs in the direction of peer-to-peer, P-E-E-R, the number two, P-E-E-R, live in order to see a variety of new content from new creators and as always your listening support is amazing but if you're on apple podcasts leave us a five-star review enable our shenanigans and long may we reign <laughs>